Hello, this is Father Toby, and you are listening to Radio Maria England, and this is your word for today. And we begin today with uh, today's gospel, um, another long reading from John, this time from chapter 10. The Jews fetched stones to stone him. So Jesus said to them, I have done many good works for you to see, works from my Father. For which of these are you stoning me? The Jews answered him, We are not stoning you for doing a good work, but for blasphemy. You are only a man, and you claim to be God. Jesus answered, Is it not written in your law, I said you are gods? So the law uses the word gods of those to whom the word of God was addressed, and scripture cannot be rejected. Yet you say to someone the Father has consecrated and sent into the world, You are blaspheming, because he says, I am the Son of God. If I am not doing my Father's work, there is no need to believe me. But if I am doing it, then even if you refuse to believe in me, at least believe in the work I do. Then you will know for sure that the Father is in me, and I am in the Father. They wanted to arrest him then, but he eluded them. He went back again to the far side of the Jordan to stay in the district where John had once been baptizing. Many people who came to him there said, John gave no signs, but all he said about this man was true, and many of them believed in him. So on this morning's Questions of Faith, we were talking about the sons of God in the book of Genesis. And in today's gospel, Jesus says, I am the son of God and is challenging his accusers on what grounds they seek, to, they seek to stone him. Is it on the grounds of who he says he is? If so, he says, then look at my works. Do I deserve to be put to death? Now, there's a good chance you'll have heard me quote David Foster Wallace before saying, there is no choice as to not to worship. The only choice you get is what to worship. I keep repeating it because I see it again and again to be more and more true. And in fact, now I see the choice as even starker. Worship God or worship your desires. And what we see with the Jews in today's gospel, in a certain sense, they're worshipping their desire of what, of how they thought the Messiah ought to be, rather than recognising how he in fact is. But those are, I think, our two tendencies, worship our desires or worship God. And I think we have a tendency to dress up our desires as God. One way we can easily slip into doing this is when we say, the church couldn't possibly ask me to do this, rather than saying, I find this really hard. We're making our desires into God in such a case, and as you see, it's so very easy to do. We don't have to say it with our words in order to do it with our thoughts and actions. The temptation to do so is, though, as old as Adam. Adam and Eve in the book of Genesis are tempted by the lure of the devil's empty promises, and they eat of the fruit of the tree, hoping to become as gods themselves, snatching, in fact, at what has already been offered them. 
And so much of sin, I think, is snatching at what God has promised, but wanting it in my way, wanting it in my time. As I said, again, making my desires into a God. In the novel that is my current obsession, there's a beautiful quote on how Adam, in fact, gets what he wants when he betrays God's trust and love and eats of the fruit, seeking to become like God. He becomes like God in that he also experiences betrayal himself. Sigurd Rundset and Kristen Lavlerenstratter in the second novel called The Wife puts it beautifully as follows. When Adam and his wife had defied God's will, then they felt in their own flesh a power that defied their will. God had created them man and woman, young and beautiful, so that they would live together in marriage and give birth to other heirs who would receive the gifts of his goodness, the beauty of the Garden of Eden, the fruit of the tree of life, and eternal happiness. They didn't need to be ashamed of their bodies, because as long as they were obedient to God, their whole body and all of their limbs were under the command of their will, just as a hand or foot is. But Eve stole what belonged to God, and her husband accepted it when she gave him rightfully what was the property of their father and creator. They wanted to be his equal, and they noticed that the first way in which they became his equal was this. Just as they had betrayed his dominion over the great world, so too was their dominion betrayed over the small world, the soul's house of flesh. Just as they had forsaken their Lord God, the body would now forsake its master, the soul. Perhaps we've experienced in this period of Lent that similar loss of dominion ourselves, our lack of self-mastery. Perhaps we've experienced that recognition that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. In which cases we were examining on uh, questions of faith this morning when we looked at O Happy Fault. Perhaps it is indeed O Happy Fault where I've found my flesh weak, insofar as it turns me more and more upon God himself, as it makes me trust more and more in his power and not in mine. And we should do that because the alternative is to make a God of the flesh or of our desires. And I want now to play for you to, to close out um, Adam Lay Abandoned by the uh, King's College Choir of Cambridge.